Thanks for joining Sheridan County Ag Update this week. We have Emily Swinger joining us. Emily is the 4-H educator here in Sheridan, and we're so glad to have her with us. Emily, thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Liz. This is a really exciting time of year for 4-H, and I'm happy to share with the community what all we're up to. Yes, because I think sometimes people think 4-H is just during the summer for fair, and they don't realize how much goes into it all year long. Absolutely. 4-H is definitely a year-long project process kind of a thing. And this time of year in particular is very pivotal for a lot of our members because this is when the big decisions are being made. So our beef members, they've already purchased their projects for this year um, for their market beef. Those are purchased back in the fall Mm -hmm. and early winter. But for swine, sheep, and goats, now is the time. So they were all born during winter, and they're starting to be weaned. Um, We have a lot of local producers. We've got sales. We've got sales coming up this weekend. Um, And then there's also sales going around, like regional around the state, that kids have either been invited to consign to or all have been invited to come come and shop for their next project. You know, and that's so awesome that we have so many young people who are in the program who are having their own sales and they are breeding their own stock. And I think when people think about Wyoming, cattle are typically your cattle and horses are are typically your big projects. But the amount of of goat producers and and sheep and pig producers around our area, not just local, but our area is huge. Yeah, we're really blessed to have a lot of local people and that kids were involved in the projects and fell in love with it and wanted to take it that one step further. It's really easy to buy a market lamb and buy it in April and sell it in August, and that's it. But when you take it that next step and show not only that you're capable of raising it for market, but you can retain something and raise it for breeding, you you know how to get it bred for the right time of year for them to kid or lamb out, and then, then the care for prenatal, and then mm-hmm. post-birth and making sure the babies have all the vaccines and care that they need so that they're ready to go to their new 4-H family. It is a ton of work, but it's really cool because you're seeing, you're seeing there's, it's a deeper learning there. So I'm thankful that our communities and the surrounding counties all support local kids who are in mm-hmm. that production phase of 4-H. So they've, they're not just showing that market animal, but they're also producing some for others. So it's a whole lot more work, but when you see somebody showing a product that comes out of your barn and they're being successful, man, it's like you want to. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's you the want pride, to. The pride yes, that you yes. get to say, that, was, that came out of my stock. I was there when it was born, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's exciting to see. And like I said, the sales are starting. We've got a swine sale this Saturday, mm-hmm. and then there's regional ones. There's a sale down in Casper. There's one in Gillette. I think there's one in Cheyenne, too. I think so, yes. So they're starting to happen. They're either going to be this month for swine, and then next month is pretty heavy on the sheep and goat side. So, Well, and something I know that our superintendents talked about last year when they were in, and I'm sure that we'll touch on it again this year, but um, the heifer futurity has been a big project here uh, to continue show that two-year project, basically. Oh, yeah. But now um, our our sheep and our goat superintendents have also started this in their yeah. in their realm as well. So can you touch on that a little bit? Just yeah. There? So we had so many kids actively breeding sheep and goats that they thought that it would be really great to give them the opportunity to mm-hmm. show 
to showcase what they're raising and that they have a, a quality animal that can that's going to raise a marketable offspring. Mm-hmm. And so we call it Supreme You and Supreme Doe. And just like Heifer Futurity, it has two phases. It's a little different because the ages of the animals are different. Um, but phase one for both ewes and does is a yearling. Obviously, mm-hmm. she'll be open because of the time of year we breed them. Um, and then phase two, she will come back and have a kid or lamb at side. So I'm pretty excited. I know last year, obviously, we just had phase one. But this year, I know for a fact, we're going to have four or five come back as phase two in goat and sheep. So that's exciting. Great. And the difference is, just quickly, is the heifer futurity, when you bring the heifer in, she has to be bred. Correct. That's part of it, just because of their age. Mm -hmm. And so then they come back as the pair the next year. Mm -hmm. So, of course, cattle's gestation period's longer, so that's why the difference. We had to do some adjusting to make it make sense for, obviously, the gestation, Mm -hmm. but also for the producers, because if they're... If they're going to be showing that yearling, you don't want her bred yet because her body is not mature enough. And then the baby would be born too early and then it would finish too big. So there's just some magic in the timing so that when it does come market time, it's prime. It's ready to go. And at 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 a time in their growth, it is prime for harvest. So that's kind of the other piece that the young producers in our area are learning about is when the time is right Mm because you don't want them too small but you also don't want them too big um so yeah well what about the kids that do the indoor projects there's i mean the indoor projects have huge compared to what it was when i was in (laughs) there i mean you had us you had one little page of photography sewing vet science and now it has expanded i can't even believe some of the projects the kids get to do yeah it's that, the indoor projects is kind of a sweet spot for me because when I was younger, I participated in the indoor projects, even though I obviously love the animal end of it. Um, but so we have 60 project areas in the state of Wyoming that are available in Sheridan. And so the ones that most people know about, like the beef or horse or mm-hmm. chickens, you know, that's just a really small fraction of some of the things that the kids can learn about. And I always tell kids, if you're interested in it, there's a 4-H project for it. Um, so we even have a self-determined, so it doesn't fit anywhere else. <laughs> it can go there. You can make it up. You can do it. But we've got things happening right now. So my administrative assistant, Corey's actually started this cooking class series. Don't ask my husband. But I'm, a ter- <laughs> I'm a terrible cook. I mean, he's a great cook, which is why we have the current situation. But I am not a good cook. <laughs> so for the last five years, we've had a need that we've never offered any cooking classes. And... She saw the need and she got certified as a leader because we have that process for all of our leaders mm-hmm. and has taken it upon herself to to start teaching this series. And it has blown up. It was going to be just one and now it's three. And we've had over, I think we've had 23 kids. I've seen the pictures on it's Facebook. Crazy. <laughs> and it's it's it, Yeah, it's amazing the amount and all ages. I yeah. Mean, and especially the little kids. And it's so great to see. And Corey's very good with the kids, she and is. I'm sure that they love having that opportunity. They they love it. And so not only are they learning to prepare a meal that's relatively simple that they can cook at home, they also get a take-home piece that they with a recipe, and they get the dry ingredients. 
How fun. So this week was a, a fruit crisp. So they got all the dry ingredients to make the toppings, and then they could add whatever fruit that they wanted, and of course, butter. <laughs> so it was, it's exciting. And my kids who survive on chicken nuggets and pizza rolls like it too. And so it's exposing them to new foods, um, teaching them skills in the kitchen so that one day when they stop living on chicken nuggets, they will know how to cook something. Well, and, and these days, mom and dad are so busy. I, I mean, yeah. both having to have jobs and, and if you have animals and everything else, it's just such a busy time. So mm-hmm. the fact that these kids are learning these skills and safety in the kitchen and stuff right. is, is phenomenal. So, and the biggest takeaway isn't that they're just learning how to, how to make a breakfast burrito or how to make spaghetti from scratch. It's, we're like sneaking in the skills. So they're, the first one was mm-hmm. how to properly chop and how to know when th- some, like a vegetable is sauteed. So well, how do you know when the onions are cooked? Those kinds of things. But protecting your fingers. I should no minor class. flesh wounds. <laughs> and, you know, this past one was measurements. Mm-hmm. And so the very first one, it was kind of here are all your supplies you need. But a few days ago, it was, okay, here's your recipe. We have things out on this table. Go get what you think you need. Mm-hmm. So it took it that next step of them interpreting a recipe and going and figuring out what they need. And then there was the measurements, too. So they had the measurements. So it was learning the difference between a tablespoon and a teaspoon. Or what if you only, if you need a tablespoon, but the measuring, you, you can only find the half. How um, do you so figure it's, that out? It's incorporating all mm-hmm. these skills they're learning at school with fractions and things like that, and mm-hmm. it's making them actually apply it to a real-world situation. So that's the beauty of 4-H is taking these things that they're learning and having them apply it in their everyday lives. Well, and some kids learn better by doing. Well, that's kind of I'm... the 4-H motto is learn by doing, and and that's the beautiful thing is that you know, all day long, they're told what they have to learn mm-hmm. all day long at school. And I worked in the public school systems for 10 years and I love them. They're great. But there is a there is a this is what you need to learn. And 4-H is different than that because we give the kids the opportunity to choose. Mm-hmm. And so if you start the beef project and halfway through you realize you don't like it, you still need to finish that beef project, but you don't have to do it the next year. So cha- fa- I, I believe in them seeing it through, finishing it, but mm-hmm. also it's okay to decide that this isn't for me because we decide that all the time as adults. Well, so. and the fact that there's so many things to choose right. from now. there is. is. So we have like knitting and crochet classes, and those are very small classes. We have, it's almost like a one-to-two situation with an instructor because that's not something you can really learn in a large classroom setting. You need no. someone right there guiding you every single step. Um, God love my fantastic. grandma. She tried to teach me. and <laughs> Well, and that's kind of the situation it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are great. And then back to administrative assistance, these two girls. So Corey and Chandra had the ideas to do craft days. So we did a Christmas craft day. And it's a few hours where they get together and we have a series of like four or five crafts that we do. Mm-hmm. We have snacks and they're adorable. And we have a spring one coming up. And so we just... You RSVP, it's on March 29th from okay. 1 to 3, and then kids can come and craft away. Well, how fun. So I know one of the big 
um, project areas that doesn't probably get enough talked about and doesn't really get enough recognition is the shooting sports. And it's yeah. a whole nother facet. It is. And, and I didn't even realize how many kids we had in archery until the other day. Yeah. So shooting sports is sort of the, the unsung project areas, unfortunately, because they don't get all of the, the pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. of county fair. But we have our whole other event, County Shoot, that happens the first weekend in June. And kids are already starting to practice for it. So shooting sports is probably our largest group of project areas as far as participation goes. And archery is our second largest, followed just Mm -hmm. closely behind swine for participation. Um, So the indoor range, they can practice Mondays and Fridays. They go, um, and that's for pistol, we have air and 22, and rifle, air and 22. So we have a schedule. We have leaders that are NRA certified, as well as certified through the state of Wyoming for Mm -hmm. 4-H leaders. Um, And then archery just started a few weeks ago. Muzzle loader's supposed to start this month. And shotgun, I'm not sure (laughs) if that's going to work out with the weather, but... And we have leaders, and these are community members that that lead these project areas. These are Mm -hmm. teachers and mechanics and people that you run into in everyday life that also have a passion for teaching kids and perpetuating the knowledge of these things. Because safety, number one, is our biggest, is our one of the biggest things that they learn. And they learn like the range commands and things like that. Um, And then they get the pride to be able to walk away and say, okay, I can safely handle this firearm. and now when I'm old enough, I can go hunting. I can do participate in those things. But we have members that participate nationally shooting. I mean, they... they yes, there was one or two that went last year, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, so we have... Um, they can earn to go to Raton, New Mexico. Um, and so we've got uh, Braden Ware and Grace Hinton that have gone to those. And then we've got Nationals over in Grand Island, wow. Nebraska. And they participate. Mm-hmm. Grace went last year to nationals and i believe grace and brayden qualified to go again this year wow so it's, great yeah and we've got lots of sponsors and community support for that um it's not it's not one that you can go and really watch them compete we don't have the facilities for that but um it's something really great that ways that communicate the community could support us is of course financially or with ammo mm-hmm. that kind of thing well, and we live in a very gracious community we do. Uh, from monetary donations to volunteers. You're telling me. <laughs> um, and, and you are very lucky to have Chandra and Corey in your office. They pick up the, they wherever, they see the <laughs> wherever they see the slack, the, either one of them will step in and pick it up. Right. And um, it's great that they are so good about helping you with these other programs because you can't do it by yourself. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm just one person and I think about all of the different things I was working on my annual report the other day, and we were looking at just how many teaching events that we have, either mm-hmm. club meetings or project learning, and it's just under 400 in one year. Wow. It's crazy. And so it's I, it's, and now I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I can't teach you how to shoot a shotgun. I can't, I can't teach you how to show a steer or a heifer either, but we have people who do. We have people who are passionate about it and love it. And I'm just that middleman that helps connect the dots and or sometimes they chase me down, which is great. I love it more when that happens. 
So if someone wants to get involved either by helping with um, monetary donations, they want to help be a leader, they want to just know what they can do to help, How, how what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so we have a pretty strong social media presence. So mm-hmm. we have a Facebook page, Sheridan County 4-H. We also have email, which is... Um, listed on the Facebook page, and then you can always call us as well. And that number, I mean, decide it out right now. You um, bet. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's um, 674-2980. And Corey Great. and Chandra are the ones that are there right now. And we can help you answer any questions you might have about how to help. Um, yeah, it's pretty... And enrollment for next year isn't till fall, correct? So or... we still are in open enrollment. Oh, okay. So the 4-H year runs a little different. Um, it starts in October, okay, and it runs through September of the of the next year. Okay, it's kind of like a school year, sort of. Um, but it's open enrollment to sign up still, and okay. it's not too late to add or drop projects. June first is that hard deadline. Okay. Um, and so that's just because if you're going to participate in fair should probably be enrolled by then just so that you get somewhat of the experience. Personally, I think if you're going to get a full 4-H year experience, you should start in October. Right. Because that's when your clubs start meeting. That's when all of, then you've got all the fall fun things. Mm -hmm. You've got the things that happen around the holidays. You get a more complete 4-H year because our clubs meet year round. Mm -hmm. And that's where the kids learn how to make decisions in a committee. That's where they have club officers. They do ice skating and pizza parties. That's where they do a lot of that fun stuff and also community service. I was going to say, the uh, Stuart and I are probably most active in the Goose Creek Livestock 4-H yeah. Club, and they've actually adopted the highway right in front of our house. Convenient. So, yes. <laughs> good job, Lee. Good job, Amber. So uh, actually, the kids all meet there, and usually Perfect. Amber and Melissa, who are the leaders of the club, they bring snacks, and nice. I mean, and they love our house because Shorty's there. And oh, Shorty, everybody loves Shorty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, the community service piece is is such an important part of 4-H because the community loves on us year mm-hmm. round, whether it's financially supporting us, whether it's supporting the kids in the livestock sale, they love on us year round mm-hmm. and, and donating towards the awards committee or volunteering to mm-hmm. teach the things. Um, so the community service is a way for us to love them back mm-hmm. and teaching those skills. I mean, that's our, that's part of our pledge. Our whole pledge is our hands to larger service for it's my one of club, the my community, my country, and my world. And that's a way for them to put it right into action right there. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. I think it's been really informational. And it's great to know that if there's someone out there that their kids, um, they would like to still get them involved. They oh, yeah. still can at this Not point for late. this year. Um, so contact Emily or contact me up here at the radio station. We can get you in contact with Emily. So Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. And check out more podcasts and news on sharedmedia.com.